0: Welcome, weary listeners, to the great big universe of Imagineer Podcast. My dear friends, you're probably asking, what could the galaxy's leader in Disney podcasting possibly do for me? Well, how would you like to learn about your favorite attractions anywhere, anytime at the touch of a button? Science fiction? No. Behold, the Imagineer Podcast Extinct Attractions series. The first in a complete line of personal podcast episodes capable of virtually sending bright-eyed biological lifeforms like yourselves back to your favorite attractions instantly. In a moment, I will break down today's featured attraction into a mass of knowledge. Send that knowledge through the air above your head and reconstruct them on your listening device as good as new. And now, witness for yourselves the wonders of Imagineer Podcast. Bon voyage! Hello, and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 89 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the extraterrestrial alien encounter, which I think is the perfect episode topic to discuss when this episode airs, which is Halloween of 2020. Alien Encounter has quite an interesting and in some ways controversial history at Walt Disney World, first appearing with a soft opening in late 1994 and then formally opening in 1995, lasting just eight years before being replaced with Stitch's Great Escape. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the history of the extraterrestrial alien encounter, point out some details and fun facts you might not have known before, and of course, I will take you with me to enjoy a 360-degree audio experience of this terrifying attraction. I would also like to give a little bit of a content warning. The extraterrestrial alien encounter was a truly terrifying Attraction. It was scary. And just like the warning signs that were outside the attraction, I'd like to post a little bit of a warning sign in front of this episode, although it's not quite as scary as experiencing the attraction in person. If you are listening with little ears, if you've got young kids around, the Details of this attraction are a bit graphic and a little bit more PG or even PG-13 than most Disney attractions, so keep that in mind when listening with perhaps little ones around you. In either case, wherever you are, I encourage you to grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Walt Disney World, in the late 1990s, you likely experienced a hint of fear or perhaps even felt a slight chill down your spine as you walked through Tomorrowland. Especially if you were young like I was during those years, you almost wanted to divert your eyes away from the attraction that appeared on your left as you crossed the bridge into the land of tomorrow. What was once a whimsical mission to Mars was now home to something far more sinister, leaving you with an uneasy feeling as you gazed up at the words marking the entrance to the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Like Walt Disney, Michael Eisner was keen on walking through the parks to learn what could be improved with the attractions and overall experience. In an effort to increase park attendance at the Magic Kingdom, Michael recognized the need for an experience targeting teenagers, a demographic being lost to Universal Studios, which seemed to have more rides and shows specific for this group. At the same time, Michael recognized that Tomorrowland was now beginning to show its age, looking more like a retro vision of the future than a modern one. As Michael was also a fan of incorporating familiar characters and properties into theme park attractions, like Star Tours and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, he turned to content that was popular for its thrills, terrifying scenes, and special effects, the Alien franchise. Much like Disney Plus today, the Disney parks historically never incorporated movie content with a rating higher than PG-13. A few Walt Disney Imagineers suggested to Michael that the Alien franchise might be a bit too mature for a Magic Kingdom audience. In gaining the theme park rights to the film, Michael agreed and instead incorporated the film as a scene for the Great Movie Ride over at the Disney MGM Studios, a park of course known today as Disney's Hollywood Studios. Still, Eisner felt that Tomorrowland needed an overhaul and that the Magic Kingdom still needed an attraction targeting a teenage audience. Eventually, an Imagineer came up with the idea to convert Mission to Mars into an Alien-themed attraction, drawing heavy inspiration from the Alien franchise without directly calling out the film, and saving on budget by merely updating the shell of the existing attraction, with a different story and updated special effects in a way very similar to how Tower of Terror at Disney California Adventure Park would later be converted to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. The idea was approved, and the extraterrestrial alien encounter would become one of the core attractions in the Tomorrowland refurbishment, along with the Timekeeper, Astro Orbiter, and the refurbished Carousel of Progress. The new Tomorrowland refurbishment would logically connect all of these attractions through a cohesive storyline with the land becoming the home of the League of Planets, a kind of central point for the galaxy. The League of Planets would be home to the Tomorrowland Science Center, where guests would find Timekeeper, Rocket Tower Plaza, the heart of Tomorrowland, that would become the home of the Astro Orbiter and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority Blue Line Public Transportation System, also just called the TTA People Mover, the Metro Retro Historical Society, home of the carousel of progress and dream flight, Space Mountain, the city's spaceport and the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center, the home of Alien Encounter. Like with all Disney attractions, the Walt Disney Imagineers began by developing a layered story. Alien Encounter's story is particularly well developed, and much of its success can be attributed to a key consultant on the project, Star Wars creator George Lucas. According to the story, guests visiting Tomorrowland could stop by the Tomorrowland Convention Center to view a presentation from an intergalactic organization. At the time, that featured organization was XS Tech, the largest consumer-oriented research and development company in the universe, and the self-proclaimed leader in electro robotics, cryocybernetics, techno-surveillance, planetary restructuring, genetic engineering and hyperspatial transport, which is all described in the pre-show by a host played by Tyra Banks. XS Tech's mission statement and corporate goal is to seize the future, and their latest chairman, LC Clench, seems particularly focused on seizing the future as quickly as possible, Played by Jeffrey Jones, famous for his role as the lead antagonist in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, LC Clunch sounds overzealous about that mission and seems willing to do almost anything to seize the future, even if it means cutting corners to rapidly develop and produce new technologies. Banks and Jones perfectly set the tone in the pre-show, conveying a corporate environment that is professional behind the camera, but also ruthless, indifferent about their customers and even a bit condescending. If you listen carefully, they convey a subtle attitude of superiority, as if the human race is an inferior species, which is a subconscious cue that perhaps you shouldn't trust the leaders in charge of excess tech. The tone also helps you to relate more to Skippy, a key character in the second pre-show. Upon exiting the first pre-show, guests are then led into the demonstration room, where they are welcomed by another sinister but charming character, Sir. Played by legendary actor Tim Curry, Sir demonstrates XS Tech's teleportation technology using two mini-teleportation tubes placed at opposite ends of the room. Employing a few classical practical effects from Walt Disney Imagineering, Sir shows how excess tech can instantly transport you anywhere in the galaxy at the touch of a button, deconstructing your molecules, beaming them to the receiving chamber, and reconstructing them as good as new. Using an unwilling volunteer, a dog-like alien character called Skippy, Sir beams Skippy from one end of the room to the next in a matter of seconds. It is here that we once again are presented with the idea that perhaps we really shouldn't trust excess tech, as Skippy appears in the receiving chamber with some burns and genetic mutations. As if that weren't enough, Sir then shows that the process can be suspended indefinitely, beaming Skippy into thin air with no destination as this is happening we once again get mixed signals from our host sir's words and ideas are spoken with confidence and pride like a clever salesman focusing on the wonders of the product being sold still his tone once again conveys a feeling of indifference toward his customers and unsettling superiority over his volunteer despite clench's promise that excess tech is not focused on profit we're really starting to get the sense that profit is perhaps the only goal, even at the expense of safe, reliable technology. At this point, Sir excitedly remarks that one of you is about to seize the future with XS and sends you off to one of two full-size demonstration rooms. Unlike the mini-teleportation model we saw in the second pre-show, we now enter a large, circular auditorium radiating around a massive teleportation chamber in the center of the room. As we're taking our seats, we encounter perhaps the only two empathetic characters in the show, Spinlock and Dr. Femus, played by Kevin Pollock and Kathy Najimy, with Spinlock supervising the demonstration and Dr. Femus managing the teleportation system. When you listen back to the audio in a few minutes, pay close attention to their dialogue before they become aware that their transmission is live. We once again get a sense of distrust for excess tech, as Dr. Femus demurs that the company is once again putting sales before science, raising objections that the demonstration isn't quite ready for public viewing. The feeling of doubt crescendos as you take your seats and the doors close behind you, and the timing of these emotions are carefully orchestrated like they would be in a horror film, with the climax of the experience just about to begin. Once every guest has taken a seat, Dr. Femus lowers the analysis modules found at every seat. Although they appear to be a kind of safety restraint, if you've ever experienced Alien Encounter or Stitch's Great Escape, you'll recall that it's actually incredibly easy to get out of the restraints, since the end juts out in front of you rather than curving around your torso. The real function of these restraints is to create a 360-degree audio effect, as several mini-speakers were placed at various points around the modules. Once the modules are in place, Spinlock explains that they will analyze your human DNA to determine which member of the audience will be most suitable for the main demonstration, which will teleport that person to Access Tech headquarters to meet Chairman Clench. At this point, after viewing the earlier demonstration, it's safe to say you'd have your fingers and toes crossed not to be picked. Sure enough, just as a human candidate is selected, Chairman Clench barges into the demonstration to suggest that he instead should be beamed to Earth to personally meet every one of you and personally answer all of your questions about excess tech. Despite Dr. Famous' warning that the system would need to be totally recalibrated, Clench pressures the team to move faster to beam him to Earth. With the surmounting stress from his boss, Spinlock presses the button to send Clench to Earth. With the teleportation sequence in process, Femus identifies a signal crossing with theirs. Despite her urging to first unravel the signal, Spinlock insists that she move ahead with the teleportation sequence, fearing his boss's wrath should he enable any further delay. Of course, Dr. Femus's trepidation proves to be warranted as the crossed signals have instead beamed an alien in Clench's place. Themis analyzes the alien to be a large carnivorous species with the ability to fly. Growing agitated, the alien begins to roar and pound on the glass surrounding the chamber, finally breaking out of his temporary prison. Themis and Spinlock activate a safety beam to keep the alien in place, but a power outage from the stress of the system deactivates the beams and submerges the audience in pitch darkness. It's at this point that the Imagineers really begin to play with your imagination. With a complete inability to see anything, the restraints around your head, combined with the layout of the circular space, create the perfect 360-degree HD audio. As Spinlock and Femus race to get the power back on, guests hear the alien creature snarling and running around the room. Taking the effect to the next level, the Imagineers created water and heat effects in front of and behind each seat to mimic the sensation of the alien breathing down your neck or eating one of the guests around you. The effects you feel and sounds you hear truly send shivers down your spine and could convince even grown adults that an alien was about to take them as their next victim. Once Benlock and Dr. Femus managed to get the power back on, they screamed through speakers in the teleportation chamber to attract the alien back inside. Once the alien has taken the bait, they boost the power to send the alien back to its planet, but the power proves to be too much and the alien explodes just moments before they're able to drop the shield completely. And one final effect makes it seem like the alien's guts have splattered all over the room. Of course, it's just once again a simple water effect, but the illusion creates a gross ending to your terrifying encounter. As the restraints lift and the doors open, Spinlock and Dr. Femus apologize for the inconvenience and remind guests, despite the company's slogan, that it does take time to seize the future. As you can probably tell, there's a good reason why Alien Encounter was met with quite some controversy soon after it formally opened on June 20th, 1995. For the next 8 years, Alien Encounter continued to terrorize guests, closing on October 12th, 2003. As many had warned, the experience was a bit out of place for the Magic Kingdom. As a kid, I vividly remember walking past the entrance to see small kids hysterically crying in their parents arms, as despite the warning signs, many parents never expected such a frightening attraction at the most magical place on earth. Still, many Disney fans who were not otherwise traumatized by the experience ended up loving the attraction. The show was edgy and tapped into a sci-fi horror genre that was otherwise lacking at the Disney parks. After an eight-year run, Eisner's experiment for an edgy Magic Kingdom attraction came to an end. With the success of the 2002 Disney animated film Lilo & Stitch, The Walt Disney Imagineers were presented with the perfect way to modify the attraction. Stitch had become a major hit with kids and adults of all ages, and the lovable alien would soon turn out to be the perfect focus for a refurbished experience. While the uh, shell of the attraction remained very much the same, even keeping a few subtle excess tech references, Stitch's Great Escape toned down the fear factor dramatically. Rather than being subjected to a hungry carnivorous alien more than twice the size of most adults, guests would now be faced with essentially watching over Experiment 626 to make sure he doesn't break out of his prison cell. The attraction took a much more kid-friendly tone, infusing some humor, zany fun, and child-friendly grossness. The attraction still included the same kinds of special effects and moments of complete darkness, which would occasionally leave a young kid crying and waiting to exit, but most families left the attraction laughing and smiling, rather than consoling their hysterical children. While Stitch's Great Escape might be the subject of a future Imagineer podcast episode, I of course want to bring the focus back to Alien Encounter, and take you with me back in time to the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center, Grab some headphones, maybe even turn off the lights if you want to heighten the experience, and enjoy the terrestrial alien encounter.
1: You're about to experience the latest scientific wonder brought to you by XS Tech, the galaxy's leader in innovative high technology. But first, let me share with you the fascinating story of our company. We began many galactic years ago in a world quite distant from your own. From one small manufacturing plant, we've grown into the largest consumer-oriented research and development company in the universe. Excess Tech is number one in electro-robotics, cryo techno-surveillance, planetary restructuring, genetic engineering, and hyperspatial transport. Here at Excess, helping others seize the future has always been our goal. It's a tradition handed down from our founders and carried on by current chairman, L.C. Clench
2: we were of course extremely enthused when our market research probe discovered the earth the world with so many eager customers is always worth our greatest
1: effort and for today's demonstration thousands of skilled excess engineers have worked around the clock we think you'll find our hard work well worth your while
2: after all if something can't be done with excess then it shouldn't be done at all now I know some critics have implied that we are interested in the Earth solely for commercial reasons, for profit. But I believe we have an important obligation to help less fortunate planets upgrade their technologies. Profit is simply a byproduct we've learned to live with. So join with me now, won't you? And together, we will seize the future with
0: access. Ladies and gentlemen, In just a few moments, the automatic doors will open and you will
3: proceed to the excess demonstration area. Please stand clear of the doors until they are fully open. Thank you, and have a pleasant stay here at the Tomorrowland
1: Interplanetary Convention Center. Living life with XS. Here once again is Chairman Clench.
2: By now you must be wondering how XS tech can help you seize the future. Well, wonder no more. Here to show you how is our most advanced cyberbotic performance unit to date. Ah,
3: welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of XS. You may call me SIR, that is S-I-R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want, Skippy? No, you may not get out. You're a lucky volunteer. Now, dear friends, you're probably asking, what could the galaxy's leader in sophisticated technology possibly do for me? Well, how would you like to travel anywhere, anytime, at the touch of a button? Science fiction? No. Behold, the XS Series 1000. The first in a complete line of personal and commercial teleportation systems, capable of sending bright-eyed biological life forms like yourselves, and even lower life forms like Skippy, from one place to another, instantly. In a moment, I will break down our fuzzy little friend into a mass of molecules, send those molecules through the air above your head, and reconstruct them in the tube over here as good as new. And now, witness for yourselves the wonders of XS teleportation. Phase one of the process has begun. Disintegration into molecular components. Don't worry, it's practically painless. And now the second phase. The molecules are beamed to the receiving chamber where atom by atom we reconstruct our carefree traveler. and here's the little skipper now oh shut up scruffy you're not burned, you've just got a healthy glow skippy you just reminded me of a feature that I absolutely love with the mere touch of a button the entire process can be reversed bon voyage And this is my favorite. It can be suspended indefinitely. (laughs) My dear friends, you've just witnessed a small sample of the awesome power of XS teleportation. But wait, there's much more. Imagine if the trip were not merely the width of this room, but the breadth of a galaxy, the span of a universe. Well, imagine no more, because soon one of you will be taking that trip. One of you will seize the future with excess. The Voyage!
1: Attention visitors, please gather your belongings, including smaller carbon-based life forms, And proceed to your right into our testing chamber. There you will experience the wonders of excess teleportation for yourselves. Please proceed to the testing chamber immediately. Don't miss your chance to be seized by excess. For your own safety, we must insist that you leave this area now. Move it!
3: No, no, no more tests. We're about to go live. We
1: can't have any Look, more our tests. our other transmissions did not cover this kind of distance. Again, you are putting sail before
3: science. Exactly. Someone's got to be a role model. What? Ah! People of Earth. Greetings to each and every one of you. I am Spinbuff, XS Management Supervisor, speaking to you live from across the galaxy, where we're all set for yet another spectacular demonstration. Dr. Famous? Hello. Look, I don't think we should- We should wait another moment. I couldn't agree with you more. Ready when you are, Dr. Famous.
1: Thank you. The analysis modules above your head will now lower into place. Please remain
3: seated in an upright position with your
1: arms at your sides. When the modules touch your shoulders, they will stop automatically, so remain seated and do not interrupt their operation.
3: I trust you were all impressed with our earlier demonstration in which a living creature was teleported a short distance in total comfort. Now the time has come for one of you to experience something much more remarkable. A journey. Through interstellar space via XS teleportation. Dr. Themis will now analyze your human physiology to determine which one of you is suitable for our demonstration. Datalink online, analyzing now. This one might be adequate. We're gonna have
1: to boost the IQ. There's a lot of genetic. And
3: we've got our lucky traveler to whisk across the galaxy. In just a moment, the analysis module will arrive. Least Straight mm-hmm. aside. Ah, Spinlock. Chairman Glenn. So,
2: is everything on schedule? Well,
3: to tell you the truth... We're so ahead we're... of schedule.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Just selected a volunteer. It's off. Oh, good. I've oh. been seized. Something you ate, sir? Seized with inspiration. A new idea.
3: Oh, terrific.
2: We're live, right? Yes, very. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I recalculated our plan. You see, if, if we bring one of you here, well... <laughs> just get to meet one of you. However, if I'm teleported to Earth, I can meet all of you. Shake each hand and personally answer all your questions about the wonders of excess. I'll be with you in just a moment. Prepare yourselves for an unforgettable encounter. Uh, Sir, I I, doubt that we we, are... Ah, remember, Spillard. Doubt is the rust of a feeble mind. The only way to seize the future
3: is to grasp the present. Let's go. Grasp the present? Yes, well... The chairman certainly has a way with words. What do you say, Dr. Femus? Shall we grasp? Yeah, grasp, right, but first I have to totally recalibrate. you on I... Ross! Right? Okay, Doctor? I am going as fast as I can. Greenlock! Yes, sir.
2: Dr. Freeman! Must I do everything?
3: No, no! I didn't want the trajectory where we I'm not to I oh, go, go yet! Go I didn't really Another planet in our transmission path. It must have intercepted the signal. What? Wait, wait, I've got something. Good, good. Boost the power and send it to Earth. Well, what if it's not him? Of course it's him. Send him to Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, live and in person, Chairman Clench. Uh, Skinlock, since when does Clench have wings?
0: Wings?
3: Uh, analyzing now. Well, what is it? Okay, let's see. Ornithius, carnivorous. Carnivorous? It eats meat? Exactly, genius. Those people are in a lot of danger. <laughs> now what's happening? The teleportation tube is starting to break. But it's unbreakable. broke the tube! We cannot let it get out! Activate the portkey! activating now! People of Earth, do not worry. As long as those beams are on, the alien cannot fly out! It's out. The alien flew out! Get it back in the tube before it eats someone! I can't! We just lost power! We'll get someone in there and fix it! Hello? Hey! Hello! Is everybody all right down there? For sure. We're just screaming for the fun of it. Excess lab, this is maintenance one. We've got major damage. What's going on in here? (laughs) Just a blackout. Find the auxiliary power switch. No problem. You can find it at the end of the first bridge to your left. Roger. Already there. Uh, uh, XS, did you hear that? Never mind. Just find the switch. Roger. Good job. We got the signal from your night vision camera. Now, show us the people down in the chamber. Uh, is something wrong? We just need to make sure that they're all right. No problem. Uh, folks, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'll have this puppy up and running in a flash. Now, where's that hatchway? Right behind you. Roger. I've got it. <laughs> it. Whoa. What in the universe could have done this? Connect this hat.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Ah. Magnus One, come in. Can you see the problem?
3: Oh, I, can, I can see the problem. See, there you have it. A little glitch here and there, but I think you get the idea. The potential
0: of excess technology and all of that. We certainly apologize for any inconvenience, but after all... It
1: does take time to seize the future.
0: Good point.
3: Thank you so much for coming. Please exit out the open doors and don't forget your belongings.
0: The ones that haven't been eaten. Thank you. close out episode 89 of the Imagineer podcast. I hope you enjoyed this special Halloween episode of the extraterrestrial alien encounter, even if you're not listening back on Halloween itself. As you probably heard from the audio, if you did not experience the attraction, it was certainly, I think in the park's history, the most terrifying ride or show that Disney has ever created, and uh, that's part of the reason why it didn't last uh, as long as it probably could have at maybe another theme park, and also why it was so beloved by uh, many different guests who uh, were not traumatized by the show but really enjoyed the attraction. I of course want to turn the conversation over to you, and I first want to know if you had the chance to experience the extraterrestrial alien encounter in person. If not, or even if you did, I'm also curious to hear your thoughts about if it might fit in another Disney park. If they were to consider bringing the attraction back, maybe taming it down a bit, where would you see the attraction existing? You can send me Your feedback and answers, as always, in so many different ways, and perhaps the easiest way is to reach out to me on social media in a direct message or in a post, whether that's on your feed or in your story. You can connect with Imagineer Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. On Twitter at Imagineer News, and you can join our Facebook group, The Imagination, also called The Imagineer Podcast disney fan community to connect not just with me but with other members of our listener community about this topic and all other disney subjects you can also email me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com especially if you have any feedback for ways we can make this show even better for you and if you don't already subscribe to the show Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or any other podcast app, which of course ensures that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. If you have about 30 seconds to leave us a rating in the Apple Podcast Store, that also does so much to help our community out. And if you have a minute or two to leave us a review, I do read each and every review that I get, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or even on Facebook. And I certainly appreciate those of you who have helped us to maintain a five-star rating in especially the Apple Podcast Store, which really does help our community out tremendously. If you would like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, be sure to look into the Imagineer Society, which you can learn more about by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. and Patreon, by the way, is spelled P-A-T-R- E O N Imagineer Society is a way that you can help to support the show financially and in return get exclusive perks and benefits including things like access to a private Facebook group just for members, access to my close friends list on Instagram, you get early access to podcast episodes, access to my podcast production notes, bonus podcast episodes just for Imagineer Society members and even can stream exclusive binaural audio um, including things that I haven't yet released on the show. You can learn all about the current offerings because they are subject to change and what might be available and uh, what it all costs by going to patreon.com slash imagineer podcast or you can reach out to me if you have any questions, but perhaps the best way you can support the show is a very simple thing, which is just to share the word of Imagineer Podcast, whether you share out this episode or any other episode of the show, share out one of our social media posts, or just interact with us on social media, everything you do to share Imagineer Podcast, and even just to talk with your friends, I should say, about the show, it all does so much to help this community out. And I would, of course, encourage you to check out our partners. You can first look into The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on all social media channels. Christy has so much great information to share. She has been visiting Disney so frequently. I've been incredibly jealous with the amount of time she's been able to get there, but of course... She lives much closer than I do, and uh, includes some great, accurate, and timely information about everything happening at the parks and on Disney Cruise Line, and even how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home. So you can follow her at, again, The Kingdom Insider on social media or thekingdominsider.com. And when you are ready to book your next vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, or any other destination around the world, you want to look into our partner Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel because they have been helping to plan vacations for over 25 years and are diamond earmarked, which is the highest level of distinction that Disney awards travel agencies because they are the best in the business. That is the highest level of distinction Disney bestows and they can offer so much incredible service. The best part about working with Academy Travel is they can help you to reduce the stress and anxiety and questions around your vacation and plan out and actually book your hotel for you at no additional charge to you, which is amazing and can even help you to save money on your next Disney vacation. You can request a free quote from them no obligation by clicking on the travel links in the show notes of this episode or go to imagineyourpodcast.com click on the travel drop down and then select your destination fill out that form and they will get back to you as quickly as possible with a free quote no obligation for your next Disney vacation
3: The new Tomorrowland is filled with countless amazing adventures. Here, you'll rocket to the edges of the galaxy and strap yourself into the thrill of the millennium, Space Mountain. Then, hop aboard a time machine and travel a million years through the ages. And you'll come face to face with the worst nightmare, an alien encounter. Did you hear that?
0: This time, oh awesome. my gosh it was Cream incredible was and i was just screaming i was just like ah!